Hey listeners, welcome back to The Money Barrel. On this episode, Kayla gets the opportunity to talk with Anita Ellis, a first-time fraternity trainer who's making big waves this year on her gelding RV 2-to Vegas, winning the Ruby Buckle fraternity and bringing home over $150,000 in 2020. Before we get started, Kayla and I wanted to pool the audience. Kayla has been hassling me to make a barrel racing husband episode. If that is something you would want to hear, please God know. Comment on either Facebook or Instagram and let us know. Now back to what you really tuned in for. This is The Money Barrel. This morning, we're able to sit down and talk to Anita Ellis, who just had a big weekend in Utah, winning the Glenwood Memorial and has really had a great year. Um, so thanks for talking to us, Anita. Thank you Tell- for having me. Let's start about talking about this past weekend. Okay. Um, well, you probably know I ran him at the Southwest Desert Classic just the week before that. And um, he had Sunday an awesome run. Um, it was a 15-2 something. But the day before, on Saturday, I tipped the second barrel. Um, he had a hard time running to that wall that's right there, the mm-hmm. second barrel. So. I was kind. I kind of had that in my mind this last weekend, and um, just pushing him deep into every barrel was my goal. And so the, the my first run, I had that in mind, and you know I'm trying to calm myself down because my nerves are out of control. You know how that feels. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I was trying to do that, and he, for some reason, was so afraid of going into this arena at the um, Black Hawk Arena. And I guess it was it's probably because you can't really see into the arena before you're right in there. But he um, kind of shot across the wrong way, and so I had to bring him back. And so my game plan kind of was out of my head at that point because I was super nervous then. So I just um, went in there and ran him super hard to the first barrel that's really the only way to ride that horse because he doesn't have time to think about anything if I do it that way (laughs) and then yeah your um, runs were like so spot on the second weekend I mean you didn't have any extra room no I he seriously was just right peeling the paint basically is what my mom calls it especially that first run and going into the second barrel I kind of felt him blowing up a little bit to turn too early and so I knew that I was too close to that barrel that time so that's when I leaned down and touched it was my first run like just stopped and you it. saved it yes I stopped it from tipping over and I really um was watching that video and I dropped my reins and didn't have a hold of them with the other hand because I was holding onto the saddle horn so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad my horse kept running and he didn't do something weird. <laughs> he just kept running to the third. But then as soon as I got around the third barrel, I was just thinking it was going to be an awesome run because it it felt like the weekend before, you know. So it ended up being a 15-2-2-5 that day. And I was so excited because he had the fast time of the day and I had rolled my time to the open. So he won the open too. Perfect. I know. I was so excited. 
just really happy with him. You know, he works hard for me every time. I appreciate that about him. But then um, Sunday, I tried a little bit that morning, Sunday morning. It was about seven. I went over to the arena and sat him in the gate and was trying to calm him down so that, you know, to make the make him go into the arena a little better for my run Sunday. But he still, uh, I was walking up when they were calling my number, I was walking up to the gate and he did his classic spin 180 and almost took my stepdad, Randy off, you know, off of his horse. And so then both of my mom and my stepdad had to ride up into the alleyway with me. So, but once I point him at the barrels, he's totally fine. And he just blasts in there, but had some anxiety at the gate. Every time, both runs. <laughs> That's so awesome. And so your second run was just as good, right? Wasn't it like a fifteen three? It or? was a fifteen three nine six, and I he had to have been running so hard because I felt like got bogged down just a little bit on the second and the third barrel, especially. Um, the ground was just a little bit deep because um, I was last in the race, which is just how it goes, you know. But, mm-hmm. but he still was running so hard to still get a 15.396, and I ended up third in the gold Sunday. So he, I had a really good weekend. <laughs> and he is so much fun to watch. I guess um, let's go back and tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, growing up. You know, I know you've kind of had a, an unusual path to your success this year. Yeah, so so let let's hear about it. Okay, so I um, did high school rodeo. I I rode my whole childhood, you know, 4-H and and junior rodeo and all that stuff. And um, I did pretty well in high school rodeo. I made it to state every time, um, and I usually placed one or two out to make it to nationals every year. But I did pretty well, and then. Um, when I was 17, I got in a car accident and I bulged two discs in my back. And so I struggled with that, but I was able to, after I graduated high school, I lived in Jackson Hole for a summer and I, I rodeoed, I had a horse of my mom's up there and I rodeoed, rodeoed all summer and that was super fun, but I still struggled with my back issues. Well, then my husband and I moved to Arizona right in Phoenix. So we lived in the city when we went to college there. And so I didn't get to ride all that whole time that we lived there. It was about um, six years that, that we lived in Arizona. And we both graduated from college and then had an opportunity to move back to Idaho, which is what I always wanted because it'd just be easier for me to get on horses here, being close to my mom and all of that. So we moved back to Blackfoot and, um, you know, in the meantime, we had three kids and then, um, I got a couple horses and started riding and I was going to start barrel racing and stuff. And then I fell and broke my tailbone and I didn't realize it, but I had broken a vertebrae in my back when I did Oh that. my gosh. Yeah. So it took them a while to find that because they knew I broke my vertebrae, but it was hard to see the break in my spine. And so that was 10 years ago. And I just, um, 
kept the pain under control by exercising. And that's what my doctor told me. Like it wasn't, there wasn't enough movement in the, in the vertebrae to have surgery. So I just kept, you know, exercising and, um, just doing what I could to control that. And I would ride here and there, but usually when I would ride, it would put me out of commission for like two weeks, but I wanted to run, um, just once at least during the summer that year. And I, I ran one of my mom's horses. He's actually Randy's rope horse now, but I ran him in, in Heber and I had so much fun. Um, but for the next three weeks, I was just, I had, I struggled with even walking after that. So I decided not to do that anymore. So I took a break from riding and then, um, about four years ago, well, a little bit longer than that, five years ago, I just couldn't control my pain anymore. So I went into to back to my doctor and he told me that I had a whole bunch of arthritis build up around the discs that I had bulged were gone and was just nothing but arthritis right there. And so he told me that I didn't really have any options other than a spinal fusion. So I was going to do that. I was set to do that. And then I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter who is now four. Oh, geez. I know. So I had to put that on hold for um, a little bit. And then when she was six months old, I had my spinal fusion. So they fused L4 and L5 and the recovery was pretty rough, but I'm so happy that I did that because I, I feel so great. You know, I have back pain still, but I can ride and I'm riding multiple horses right now and I just, I can do it and I feel great. So I'm so happy that I got that chance, you know? Well, that's, I mean, modern medicine has changed so much. I bet since your accident now, yes, Uh and so much time. Yes. It's, it's been so great that I did it. And people told me back then it was the wrong choice. Yeah. When I first got in an accident, everyone told me, you know, not to have back surgery, that it was the worst thing I could do because most people didn't feel better afterwards. And so I had that in my mind so much. And I was really nervous even when I decided to get the spinal fusion. I was super nervous. And I had to stay off of forums and stuff like that because people were really, there were people that were really negative about it. So, but you know what? I was at a point where I wasn't doing anything I love to do anyways. And so I just thought, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to try and see if it helps me. And it did. And I'm just really thankful that I did that. That's, I mean, that is scary. Anything with the back, the spine. Um, but it looks like, you know, you got back to riding. Did you have to adjust like riding once you got back with the fusion and everything? Um, I, I didn't really, I mean, I, I ride like I used to, but I'm really, I mean, I guess everybody has this happen when they're in their, when they're teenagers, you feel bulletproof. So I, I could, I rode bareback and like, wasn't afraid of anything. The difference now is I'm very cautious and nervous, you know, uh, and I, I'm just careful about what horses I'll get on. You know, I have, I send them 
to um, a trainer, Brandon Laddie, and then um, Cody Hyde has taken a horse for me. But like, I'm I make sure that you know, I'm not getting on this horse if it's you know scary at all. So you need to tell me what it's doing and stuff. So I'm I'm really cautious that way of what horses I'll get on. That yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. So how did you? decide to get I guess tell us about the story of the horse you're running now and I guess we we should start the story of who your mom is because you didn't just jump back into fraternities at at, at a a whim I guess no no my mom is Vonna Walker and she you know obviously most people know who she is but she's (laughs) been running for years I mean back when I was 16 so a long, long time she's been running and she, I mean, I, who, who better to be able to go for, for advice than her, but she had, um, she owns the mare that my, my horse is out that I'm running now is out of, and that's two dash to fame. And she ran her back in 2008 and she won nine out of 13 or something like that for charities that she was entered in and she's an amazing horse. So, um, you know, my mom was, t- had told my sister and I both that she wanted us to start running, you know, and to have horses that ha- she has bred her and Randy have bred that we are running. And so we were looking at options of, you know, the Colts that she had and my sister decided to, take a horse that was um born in 2015 and I wanted to give myself one more year because I didn't it had only been six months since my surgery and I didn't want to get on quite yet and I actually wasn't released from my doctor to ride yet either just just a small small important fact a small factor in that but yeah so I waited another year my and um decided and my mom actually, she, we, she laughs about this now because she's like, I thought I was giving you one of a, you know, a really <laughs> calm horse. And I laugh because I'm like, you know what? I love him. So I will take his little quirks that he has and deal with that because he is super amazing. And I'm thankful to my mom for giving me the opportunity. You know, how awesome is that? my first maturity cult that he's so great you know yeah that's I I guess I didn't realize that that um Vonna had bred and raised him yeah she did she owned she owned the mare and they had been watching French Street to Vegas and you know he won the derby I believe the BFA is what yep so he they had been watching him and decided that that would be a good cross with two dash and French Street to Vegas and it really was a good choice, I think. <laughs> I I would think so too. <laughs> it's pretty crazy because um, I don't. Most people can't tell how small he is because I'm I'm pretty small myself. I'm only five one, and so my horse looks pretty big when I'm. Or he looks. I I guess I'm. I make him look bigger than he is because he is just tiny. And how tall is surprised. he? Um, he's under, he's under 15 too. I can't remember exactly, but he is 
real small. Just, I'll have to make yeah. room and let you know. <laughs> so tell us how training them. Did you train them or did your mom train them? And he is he four this year? He's four. Okay. And I got him straight from Brandon Labby. He had him for 60 days. And then I started riding him. And I wanted it to be mine, you know, like my Mm -hmm. project. And so I occasionally I was tempted to say, hey, mom, will you jump on him and and see how this feels or whatever and give me some advice. But I kind of refrained from that because I I didn't want I wanted it to be all mine. So I have my mom hasn't ridden him at all. She's given me awesome advice with him. But I I wanted it to be my project, you know. So yeah, first, I started riding him after I got him back as a two year old, and then, you know, I rode him all winter as a two year old, and that was a little sketchy at times because sometimes I had to haul him by himself because I didn't have any other horses, you know, and I would I would haul him to indoor arenas here close to me, and rode him all winter, and then. I, you know, was getting him patterned last year and I was thinking that he was going to be too immature to run as a four-year-old because he wouldn't really run in a straight line <laughs> last year <laughs> from the first to second barrel, especially I felt like I was just steering him the whole way there. And so, but finally, I, I think he realized that he was going to be able to run fast doing this. And he loves that. So he just all of a sudden caught the vision, you know, about a year ago this time. And I didn't go back to the BFA with him. I um, stayed in Idaho uh, just because of our circumstances. My husband owns a truck brokering business that I help him do the billing and stuff with, you know, for. Okay. Well, at that point I was, now I'm just riding horses and he's on his own. <laughs> now but, he's on his own. Yeah, Sorry. He's on his own. But at that point I was still helping him. And so I stayed here and I actually didn't start running RV2 Vegas. I named him Axel, but he, he, I didn't start running him until January. And those were my first okay. um, two races in January. And how, how did those go? Because I'll be honest, I mean, I'm kind of nerdy. I, you know, try to pay attention to fraternity stats and stuff like that. And all of a sudden at the Ruby buckle, I'm like, who is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they just threw down on hundreds of entries. Who is this? Um, so how, how did January and the start of the year go for you? Oh, Kayla, it was a little sketchy, but you know what? I was so jacked my first race that I ran him in because in the time onlys he ducked to the first barrel and I was so nervous I seriously didn't sleep that night because I was thinking okay besides him bucking me off what is worse than (laughs) him ducking the barrel you know I was so nervous and I just was like what am I going to do? And like, and all of the insecurities that I've had, you know, getting something and just barely starting that was running through my head. And then I, I don't know, it was probably three in the morning. I was like telling, talking to myself. I'm like, just stop with all of that. I'm like, I know this horse. I know if I just run him hard and not let him think about anything to the first barrel, 
that he'll do the rest, you know, he'll turn. I know he'll turn. I know he won't duck if I'm running hard. It was always Yeah, you had confidence in your yes, training. I felt like I knew that the horse well enough that I could just if I just, you know, <laughs> I I don't know if I can use the expression on here, but just go all out. For, you know what <laughs> yes, saying, yes, you right? can. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> yeah. So running him to the first barrel was my focus in that in that race. And I ended up like I can't remember if it was second in the 2D or something, but I won over a thousand dollars and I was so excited about that. I mean most I don't know if most people would be excited about winning money in the 2D, but I seriously was so happy and like I called my husband and I'm I'm all babe, I just paid for my trip. So <laughs> I was pretty jacked about that. So well, I think that's I think that's important to bring up because you have to take the wins where you can yes. get them and like you, you know, not there's only one person that's going to win the race. So if, you know, that's your only goal, yeah. likely you're going to be disappointed. Exactly, but, yes. you know, you were just excited Oh, I was to place and like get through the mental aspect. Yes, of that's it. exactly. I felt like it was such a huge success after that time only went so bad um, that he went in there and ran the pattern, and I won some money. And like, I I felt so relieved that okay, I can actually do this. Like, I'm do I'm doing okay. He went through the pattern. You know, I was super jacked and just. I, unbelievable, unbelievably thankful that I was doing something I loved so much, you know, just that's the feelings I had. I was on cloud nine. And then I got to stay at my mom's all week. And she has some property in Arizona. And it was the best time we went and rode and like took him out on the desert and just got him used to being outside of the arena. And then the next week, he, he went in there. And it's kind of funny because I ran the exact same time to the thousandth of a second both you know both days were exact same oh time. gosh talk about consistency. yeah he ran a 17.3 like two six or something like that both days and so I actually placed fifth in the 1d the second oh yeah. dang the second day uh, or the second weekend in Arizona I yeah, I placed fifth in the one in the one D. It blew my mind. I was seriously so happy about that. So I left Yeah, that's I mean, that's a big accomplishment too. Yes. I left feeling really excited about, you know, the next races and then well then everybody knows how much how many things got cancelled after that. So mm -hmm. that was a huge bummer. But then in May I went back to Salina and um, I ran, I ran him in Salina and I think it was the second, third weekend in May. He did great. I, I tipped Carol one day, but I ended up um, second, I think in the, in the go one day. And so I, you know, I was pretty happy with that. And then the next weekend was Rock Springs. And I remember that weekend because Taylor Hildreth placed first on her French streak to Vegas in the go. And I was second in the go in Rock Springs. And so, yeah, super happy about that. And then the, he 
my horse was a little bit sore and he kind of the second day swung his butt around weird and I caught and he caught the barrel with his shoulder on the on the third so that's what happened in Rock Springs but it kind of shook my confidence just a little bit to go to the to the ruby buckle at that point because um the situation that our truck brokerage business was in because we supply um, mashed potatoes to restaurants and obviously all the restaurants got shut down. So our business was put on a total standstill, you know, after, oh, geez. March, 8, March 18th, we had 40 loads cancel. And then, so, you know, and I was looking at the Ruby buckle thinking, is this going to be a huge hardship? for my family, you know, if I go to the Ruby buckle and I talked to my husband and talked and talked about that. And then finally I was like, my husband told me, he's like, you know what? Your mom's going anyways. It's not going to be extra to just get in the trailer with her. It'll save Mm -hmm. you money. He's like, just we'll give her gas money and you go and well, the rest of us will stay home to save that cost. And I stayed in my parents' trailer and then it actually got too hot for our air conditioning. So we, we went and got, some it, was it was miserable. <laughs> it was so it was. miserable down there. So we went and got some hotel rooms and that was really nice, but it was, you know, not a lot of cost for me just to go. Cause I'd already paid my entries and stuff because mm-hmm. I just rolled my entries from March to June. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, I, I'm so glad I went, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you, so, so tell us about the Ruby buckle. Cause I feel like that's when you went from like a good solid fraternity horse to like skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah. Him proving what he was capable yes. of. Okay. Kayla, here was the difference. I feel like I feel I feel like my horse has always had that in him, mm-hmm. and I, but I was riding um, a little bit more conservative than I because I'm I was scared, you know, I was nervous. I I w- had all these thoughts in my mind about my back and like hurting myself, and finally at the Ruby Buckle, I was focused so hard on how to ride him, you know the way he deserves it because he's just super willing to do whatever I will ask of him. And so I, the difference was me and me pushing him like he can run because he Mm -hmm. always turns no matter how fast he's going. He, he tries his hardest to turn. So anyways, I went in the first day and I ran a 17 two and I placed fourth in the go and I watched and watched and watched my video after that and um, saw that on my way to the first barrel, I corrected his head twice because he must have felt to me like he was going to turn too early or something. But I saw my me pick up the reins two times on the way to the first barrel. So the difference with my strategy was to go harder to the first barrel. That was what I was thinking <laughs> to myself. There you go. <laughs> common theme yes go go faster to go first faster to first that's always the the thing with me but then so I that's what I did and I 
I know that probably everyone has this, but I can't even tell you like how nervous I was. And I was, you know, I only have one horse to ride and my mom had four and she's like superwoman. All of us are dripping. She really is. She is, seriously. (laughs) All of us are dripping with sweat. And she's like changing from one horse to the next. And I'm all, Mom, what can I help you with? And I'm trying to help her with boots, her and Randy. And anyways, I was watching her and I'm like, she's like superwoman. But I would like to have a distraction right now instead of thinking (laughs) about my one run. You know, I could be going from horse to horse and I would feel better. But. I was so nervous and, and we had an extra stall at the Ruby buckle that we had put all of our stuff in. And so I was just sitting in that stall and I was just like nervous. And, you know, you think about some negative things or bad things that can happen. And I just was Mm -hmm. like, no, I am going to do well today. My horse is going to do good. I'm I'm going to ride him and focus on what I got to do. So my husband called me and he's like, just, if you just keep the barrels up, you're going to place. And I was like, I'm going to win today. And he's, I love he it. I love laughing. it. I was like, I'm going to win today. So I just went out there and did the best I could. And when I saw that clock stop and it said 16998, I was just so happy and blown away. So it was incredible feeling. Can't beat that. No, not at all. So how much did you win at the Ruby at Buckle? At the Ruby Buckle, um, I thought that it, when I left, it was I had checks that totaled a little over 43000 But then I got, you know, the, some open checks and stuff like that that I added up to $48,000 is what I won at the Ruby Buckle. It was that amazing. sure makes it worth going. Oh, yes. Amazing. <laughs> And I mean, how awesome is it that we have events like this, that there's an opportunity to win that money? It's just super cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I just thought it was so cool, you know, when it happened, being down there, I was like, if they come up with a new buckle, like, Vonner or Anita is going to have to win it. (laughs) Because she won the pink buckle, you win the ruby buckle. Yes. How cool is that? It was pretty incredible. And you know what, if you, if I was watching the video and I think one of the most amazing things is I could see my parents, both of them in the background, like my mom's sitting on her horse and she has, cause she was in the next rake after me and she, she has this like greenish shirt on and my step standing up on the gate and I can see them both in the background, my whole run. And it's that what to me is pretty awesome. I love. Oh, that. that's so cool! Yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, cool. that's that's awesome. <laughs> so when you go and you travel with your mom, I mean, like, obviously you train this horse and you know it, but do you, you know, tend to go like that? I just feel like that's a really cool someone to be able to go back. Oh to yeah, it definitely in. is. Well, it, you know, to kind of relax, to help me relax. Randy will mm-hmm. be like, what's your strategy when he's sitting out in the holding pen with me? And, and sometimes it works for them to sit by me in the holding pen. And sometimes it doesn't because, you know, she's got four horses to run, but I do, mm-hmm. I do, um, ask her for advice, but she always tells me, she's like, you know, that horse, 
you know, went through. She's like, trust your gut. And they helped me know what to do with him from, you know, him getting nervous at the gate. They've had horses do everything you can imagine. So it's awesome to be able to ask them, how do I help him with this or that? Um, but it's, I'm now starting to haul my three-year-olds around. So I'm usually have my own trailer now, but my parents are always right there for help, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. that, yeah. That, that's awesome that you're able to do it, you know, kind of as a team, but then again, you did make it your own. I mean, yeah. you made Axel yourself. Yes. I did. I was the one riding him when he was doing his spinning stuff and all the stuff he does. <laughs> so let's go over, you know, after the Ruby buckle, your winning didn't stop. So talk us through kind of how the fall's gone and then how have you kept him consistent? What, what have you done to, you know, try to keep him confident, yourself confident, especially since you know what you have now? Yes. Um, I think it might be sometimes more nerve wracking to know what you have because there's sometimes a lot of pressure for me to keep him running smooth and um, I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, but what I do with him at home, I don't usually take him through the barrels unless there's something I wanted to work on. But, you you know, at home, they work the same every time it's their comfort zone and all of that. So I don't usually work him on the barrels at home. I just exercise him and stuff. But when I get to places, um, the time only I am really focused on keeping them as, as calm and like he always needs to be moving forward. So mm -hmm. like there's never, I never do any stopping with him or pull his face, you know, to stop him or anything like that. I just keep him in a forward motion um, and slow work is what I've been focusing on. And he has done way better with time only lately because I just feel like keeping it calm and nice for him is the way to go, you know? And mm -hmm. what I really try to focus on is I take him wide and like let him look around and stuff so that he's not going to shut down on any of the barrels. And mostly that just exercising him at home and focusing on slow work when I get to the event is what I've been doing with him, just keeping him calm. So... I, I like that approach. Um, you know, like you said, they work the same at home. Yes. So there's no, you know, sometimes tuning at home doesn't get the job yeah. done, but keeping it happy at an event is where, you know, you can make a difference. Yes. That's how I feel. Like I never do any stopping or, you know, working on the fence or anything like that with him because I just feel like it amps him up a whole bunch. So everything I'm doing is just slow work, um, moving forward, keeping his feet moving around the barrel, stuff like that. So I, I love it. So where'd you go from the Ruby buckle? From the Ruby buckle, um, the next place was the Colorado Classic, I think. Oh, yeah. You came and saw me. Yes. It, in Torrington was the next place I went. So I think so, right? That was the next. Yeah. 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 Yep, that yep. was it. Because originally it was supposed to be the week after the Ruby buckle. That's and I was right. never more thankful for it to be bumped back a week. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Okay. I, yep. So that was the one I went to next. And 
that, you know, I was, I felt really, I had a great time there because I was just relaxed and, you know, I don't know, there was not a lot of pressure on me at the, at the Colorado Classic. I felt pretty good there, but I ended up winning the go the first day and then um, he slipped a little bit on the first barrel and I can't remember where I ended up in the placings the second day on, in the go, but I ended up second in the average. So it was great. And I think it was there that I got to know Desiree Wheeler a little better. And so that was really fun. And her horse was made a killer run in there. So anyways, that was a fun maturity for me. It was super relaxed and I just had a great time there. And, and, my, my and you won. Oh, cool. He did. Yeah. So that was really fun. That's awesome. And I think what, what did you win that weekend? I feel like you won like. I, eleven thousand. It was it was something uh, like that. Twelve thousand five hundred. So that. Oh, was okay. Awesome. You know, I had a great weekend that weekend. So that was just right after the Ruby Buckle, and then I'm trying to think where it was next. Was it Kalispell? Probably. Yeah, They're yeah. I feel like, together. Yeah, I feel like it'd be Kalispell in July, and. Yep. Then so, maybe Rock Springs or yes. Royal Crown. Yep. You're right. So Kalispell, um, I ended up second in the average and my mom was first. So that oh, was Oh, really that's fun. awesome. Yeah. I love it when my mom's in the picture with me. That's like <laughs> the best time, of, you know, ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And then Heber um, was in there somewhere. Um, and that was good. I tipped a barrel the first day and he would have ran a 16-3 so I was kind of bummed about that the second barrel I tipped because the the wall gets him you know if there's a wall mm-hmm. real close to the second barrel but so that um was Heber and then I ended up um I want to say second in the go or something like that or first in the go the second day and so then um from Heber, I went to the Royal Crown, and that was great. And that had a lot of money on it, too, which was incredible. That Just incredible that you have that opportunity to win that much money. And I only got second by a few thousandths of a second. So it was a pretty close race. Yeah, he's just Crown. been on it. Yes. And he's consistent very consistent. And... Yep, he's very consistent. So he's just fun to ride. And I, I don't know, like, I'm just thankful that I have that my first horse. So just to give me a little bit of confidence. I know that there's going to be horses that shake that and make you question yourself. Because <laughs> I feel like that with my three-year-olds right now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, was it this hard? You, you forget how hard it is to start stardom, I think. You really do. Yeah. I've, I've learned that myself. Like sometimes I'm like, God, I know I've trained them before, but it's harder than <laughs> I, it's harder than I remember when you have one that's solid and winning. Yeah. So that's when my husband was like, Hey, this is exactly how, what you're saying about acts last year. I'm like, I know. I just feel like, Oh my gosh, what is he doing? He forgot everything I taught him already. <laughs> So it's hard to get, and sometimes it's really nice to get on axe and take a break from the Colts, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, I'm excited about my horses coming up and axe like running so consistently. I'm going to keep running him. That's 
Where are you headed this fall? Uh, next weekend, I'm going to the Fizz Bomb to Gillette. Okay. And then um, there's a small race in Ogden that I'll be going, the Salty Dash. I'll be going to that. And then this is kind of crazy, but I'm going to Ardmore, Oklahoma by myself because my, my horse isn't a pink buckle horse. So I wanted to go somewhere else big, you know, and Ardmore Futurity is the end of September. So I'm headed there. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then there's two races um, in Utah in, in October. So I'll be going there. And then I'm going, my mom and I are trying to work this out that just her and I go to the Ruby Buckle in Tennessee. And then um, we meet up with my stepdad with our three-year-olds at the BFA is what we're kind of planning out. So awesome. So you have a busy fall. It's going to be a little crazy. My kids are involved in everything that you can imagine. They have their cheer. My oldest daughter's a cheerleader and then my boys both play football and they will start wrestling in October. And so it's going to be a little bit crazy in my house, but busy. <laughs> well, you got to finish it out, finish it out strong. Yes, I will. I'm going to With- keep moving forward. Um, so I wanted to ask just, you know, when, when you have a horse like this, do you do like any therapeutics, um, you know, what, any supplements, yes. like your pre-race kind of, how do you keep him feeling as good as he possibly can be? Um, he, I give him icon injections that the joint, um, injections, and then I give him gastroplex cause he's, he's actually pretty lean and mm-hmm. you know, I I feed him so much, but I'm a little careful about what I give him because it could, he could get hot, you know? So I, Mm -hmm. but I do give him gastroplex, especially when I'm traveling because, you know, just to keep him eating and feeling good and drinking water and stuff like that. And then, um, I really, I just have been, the icon has helped him a ton with his joints. So I, there's been a couple other things that I've done with him, but I can't remember what it was. It was early on in the, like, Raptors was something that my mom gave me, and I can't remember what that was. But anyways, I most of the time, like, he's on the regular schedule of getting the Icon injections, and then the Gastroplex is what I've been doing with him the most. Awesome. Now, a lot of people after their fraternity year they sell their horse and I know your mom does yes that's her goal is that your goal with Axel are you gonna keep him I'm gonna keep him I'm gonna um there's a American qualifier race in Ardmore and I'm gonna run him at that and then I will shoot for the American qualifier as a um as a non Amateur, amateur. <laughs> a, a, a rodeo rookie yeah we'll just a call rookie. you a rodeo rookie let's call me that a rookie yes so that's what I'm going for I um, love that I love that he's gonna stick around with you yes and I think that's exciting yeah I'm pretty excited to have him well awesome I won't keep you too much longer um but I, I like to ask this question just because okay. I think it's so interesting um, what are two things in your trailer when you leave that you have to have? It can be horse related or not. Two things in my trailer. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> let's see. I, 
now I just have, I bought a new saddle and I, so that is like the most important thing to me right now. I love it so much, but obviously. <laughs> what kind of, what kind of saddle is it? It's a, a Posey Pro and it's, so, okay. I seriously feel so good in this saddle because I didn't realize how big my saddle was for me that I was running in before. I just, you know, thought that was normal, but I do not have to hold on with my legs as much as I used to. <laughs> so that's really fun for me. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't have anything special. I guess I need a beer after I'm done <laughs> running. That's what I have to have in my trailer. Like, calm down after my run. <laughs> Perfect. What, what kind of beer? Well, I like to drink Corona Premieres mostly, but... I mean, I'll drink a Truly or, you know, whatever I have available. Those Truly lemonades yes. you had in Torrington <laughs> yes. were awesome. Yep. I like to have that just to calm my nerves right after I run. So that's a must. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, I'm excited to be able to, you know, share your story because, like I said, I don't think people quite realize the path you had to take to outrunning everybody now <laughs> well i'm super excited to be able to talk to you it was super fun awesome well good luck um at the fizz bomb we'll be watching for you thanks kayla thanks anita bye, bye. As always, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners, supporters, and guests. Thank you for always putting up with us as we give up some sound quality to bring you guests from all over the world. Make sure you comment on the Poll About a Husband episode, and we will see you next week on The Money Barrel.